0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva, welcome to our podcast, get educated or be enslaved. Episode
1: 1389, air date January 17th, 2024.
0: Hello everyone, it's uh, Dr. Shiva Yadure. Um We're about to go live uh, with someone who I really enjoy having a conversation with, um, Laura Eisenhower. I just wanna play our quick intro for everyone. We're gonna be going live with uh, Laura Eisenhower on the topic that I, uh, we're gonna talk about many things, but the topic, one of the topics that we're gonna focus on today is I really wanna have a deep discussion of how Zionism equals Nazism equals Brahminism. And it's a deep political discussion we're gonna have, but also a philosophical and a cultural discussion. So that's what we're gonna talk about. Let me just play our uh, quick intro uh, that we put together that'll get you guys excited and we'll go right with Laura. This meeting is being recorded. All right, everyone, we're going to have a discussion about Zionism equals Nazism is Brahmanism, plus our campaign, a number of things. But this is going to be one of the core themes. Let me bring in um, Laura. Laura, are you there? How are you?
1: I am. I'm good. Hey, Dr. Shiva.
0: Good. Good to have you. Thanks for
1: talking to me today.
0: Yeah. So take it away, Laura.
1: Yes. Well, I know everybody knows who you are, inventor of email, scientist, engineer and candidate for president. And I'm so thrilled. We talked before a couple of times before you actually uh, started to run for president, and when I really realized this, I it, it was like, wow! I've been listening to you, and everything just rings so true. It's moved me so deeply, and I'm I'm really blown away. I'm so grateful because I know this movement is beyond the election. That this is something that will stand the test of time, no matter what happens. This is a building movement. And this is what it's all about. I I I have so many things that I've been sharing over the years that are so similar to your message, but this goes so far beyond like everything, just the integration of all the things that you bring in, uh and and all that you're calling out with, with no holds bar, like no, no sugarcoating, no false promises. You're you're just nailing it over and over again with everything you share. I'm so thrilled that you've taken the time to speak with me today. So talk to us about that and how. So many people just don't recognize these leaders that pose as heroes that are very much wrapped up in the Zionism and how that does relate to these other isms.
0: Yeah, I think before we start, Laura, uh, you, you you made an interesting observation that you've been watching our videos and the emotional sort of landscape you went through. I think that comment may be valuable for people to hear. Maybe you can just repeat that again. I thought that was quite powerful what you shared.
1: Oh, I just feel everything. I, I happy tears. I'm. I. I feel the anger, the divine rage, the righteous anger that you talk about. Uh, I. I just feel so moved. I feel so inspired. I feel so grateful. Um. And I just feel that this is where it's at. This is what it's all about. That we need people to be empowered to take a leadership role to lead by example to not just sit back and and hope somebody outside of them saves us. And I. I, I mean, this is the time that I feel that all our soul experience should be. Bringing us to this breakthrough. Where else do we have left to go? Why? Why is this still going on? Why are people still so loyal and attached to these false promises and scenarios that really just keep that carrot dangling? So I've just been moved in every way. I've been laughing, been crying, just been overwhelmed. Just like with, oh my gosh! And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to. I hope I can talk to him. um And I really do think that just being in this family, it's quite the anomaly as far as presidents go. There's no of that neo, what is that word, neopatism or yep. Nepotism, Um, you know, I I had no trust funds. I have worked every industry job you can possibly imagine, hard labor, landscaping, cleaning hotel rooms, toilets, washing dishes. I was a single mom, did the food stamp thing. People would never even know that I was connected to a president. It's a very different kind of family. And I just feel a lot of his quotes and a lot of what he stood for, it's absolutely a lot what you share. He said the government should get out of our way and let people have the peace. He wasn't about the government structure. And uh, and I think we've been lumped into certain categories because he, you know, maintained a position in office, but did call out the military industrial complex. So deep in my soul, my greater mission um, is everything that you speak about. And then I learned so much and I'm just I'm so blown away. And I mean, I was blown away talking to you in the conversations we've had in the past. So the minute I found out you're running for president, this surge of. Just coming back to life, you know, feeling like I just need to crawl away to a cave. I don't know how humanity is going to turn this around. Nobody's listening to me. The censorship is extreme and I'm not really here about me. I'm about the people like rise up and remember who you are and what you're made of. And I just love what you're encouraging. I love what you're doing. And um, I, I, I'm going to try and maintain my emotional neutrality while I talk to you. But I'm just like every time you say Zion Cox, I'm just laughing. <laughs> just like, yes. yeah. Finally. You know, and I can't even believe some of the criticism or even just anybody even wasting their time questioning or contemplating. Oh, you're saying this or you're doing that. It's like, man, I'm cheering you on. I'm so thrilled and I can't wait to just participate more. So,
0: yeah. And I think to to, to the audience listening, I think people need to understand when um, Laura says that she was not a trust fund kid and all that. I mean, your great grandfather was President Eisenhower. Um, and so the journey you lived is a journey of pretty much working class American. So and I think people need to understand that. But <clears throat> I think we haven't spoken in about a year and a half. And I think the last time we spoke was with some QAnon guy. Remember that? And Nico or some, someone like that. It was a night conversation. And, and basically, I think I shattered a lot of his illusions about this whole Q stuff. But anyway, what I thought we would talk about Um, And we could start with, which relates to a lot what your, you know, um, great grandfather talked about is it's related to this. You know, it's about the fact that there's a finite, a very small set of people who have worked very, very hard to brainwash 8 billion people. And it's a very deep brainwashing. And this is sort of the heart of it to think that these other people I call the swarm Um, have a right to rule over other people. And to those people um, who are new to this, everyone, you know, take with your, you know, instead of watching some stupid Netflix, you know, take 15 minutes and go watch the Swarm video. It's a, you can go to shattertheswarm.com and you should watch that video. It took me probably 50 years to do that video in 15 minutes, but it's a, a consolidation of a tremendous amount of knowledge, which really explains to people Who is these people, right? People have talked about the military industrial complex, military industrial academic complex. You know, Trump called it the swamp and it really isn't right, right? The deep state. But this gives a engineering systems approach so you really understand the nature of the swarm. It's a multiracial, decentralized, you know, international organization of a number of people who work together. It's not any one, you can't say it's a banksters, you can't say, it's these people or that people. It's a whole set of people. And the interesting thing is among those people, they also have their own internal fights. You know, one group may assassinate another like the Kennedys, right? The Kennedys may go bang some of a mobster's girlfriends. Okay. All this kind of stuff. And the swarm wants to get us involved in their soap opera and feel sorry for them. And this is the conundrum. The Kennedys were a reckless group of very, very mafia organized crime family, and they still are. Booby fucking Kennedy is part of that organized crime family. He's not who he says he is. He speaks from 15 sides of his own mouth, and then they have nonprofits they use to mislead people. And, you know, starting in 2020, I was the first guy to start exposing him, and we lost 20% of our followers when people said, oh, you and Booby should work together, right? But I really can't do that. Um, And same with Trump, you know? But it's been and the reality, it's not that we're attacking everyone. People say, oh, you're attacking everyone. We're only attacking a, about 12 people <laughs> who are all promoted and supported by the swarm. But everyone should go watch the swarm video. Shattertheswarm.com. You'll learn a lot. That video, I think, got probably 1500 million views because everyone started promoting it, just like the Zionist cocksucker clip that I did, right? It said, I'm the only presidential candidate. and It may have been... Maybe President Eisenhower didn't suck Zionist cock, too. But um, every other candidate sucks Zionist cock. And it's true because what's happened and it's it's a it's it's has to be said in those words. And it may sound, as I said, unpresidential, but it's frankly, very presidential to use those words. And this is the reality of where we're at. Now, what I wanted to talk about, um, Laura, to start off our discussion is how Zionism, is equal to Nazism, is equal to Brahminism. And let me explain that. These three worlds, Zionism, Nazism, and Brahminism, these three isms are all under this concept of a very small set of people are the chosen people, the upper caste, right? The, um, you know, the Aryan race. It's quite fascinating. Zionism, Nazism, and Indian brahmanism three different cultures, right? Three different worlds. All, and what's fascinating is Nazism and Zionism use the symbols of Hinduism, which is the swastika, right? Which is, you'll see all over India if you're traveling. And the Star of David, which really isn't the Star of David, is actually a much older Indian symbol. So I find that fascinating. So what is Brahminism? What is Brahminism? And everyone needs to understand this, and you'll understand why I'm so vicious at exposing this fool, Vivek the Snake, who's overnight promoted as some as somebody, right? And he was backed by the mainstream media, backed by the Brahmins, backed by the Zionists, and backed by the Nazis, all of them. And let me tell you why I say this. Because Brahminism, Brahmin, Um, is a very interesting word. Now, in ancient, ancient times in India, um, it was all about meritocracy. So, you know, you worked hard and you became, let's say, a great um, blacksmith. You worked very hard and you became a healer. You worked very hard and you became a great warrior. It was based on merit. Um, And the notion of a Brahmin was a uh, intellectual, okay? Okay. and a learned one, all right? And, but you worked hard. You could come from any background. It wasn't a birth lottery. Somewhere along the way, um, these vocations people did became based on birth lottery. So if your father was a Brahmin, a very educated intellectual, automatically his son could get, get to be a Brahmin. Forget whether he did any work. And if you were a blacksmith, or if you automatically, your son could only be a blacksmith, and so on. And that became what was called the Indian caste system, C-A-S-T-E, caste system. And it's interesting, if you go to Boston, they'll say, oh, here are the Boston Brahmins. They don't refer to the Indian people, they refer to the elite of Boston. Okay, so the term Brahmins, you can look at it. So somewhere along the way in Indian history, the caste system started becoming by birth lottery. And that became highly, highly oppressive. So you could be a very hardworking guy who grew up um, in a humble family and you had to just pick coconuts the rest of your life. In fact, they had a job like that, which is what my caste was, coconut pickers. That means my, my, I would have to be a coconut picker, my son, etc. And they enforced these with viciousness. Okay? Typically, the people of the lower caste happen to be darker. All right? And they separated them. They started saying these people were dirty people because they're dark. Don't touch them. So when my mom was growing up in a village in South India, if she went to the well to get water, the Brahmins will say, shoo, shoo, you pig. Treat her like a dirty pig. It's disgusting. And that is a lineage of Vivek Ramaswamy. That is a lineage of every Brahmin who lives in the United States. And many Americans don't even know about this. And many of the Indian Brahmins are the ones who are running all the tech companies, okay? And those same Brahmins are the ones who ran all the infrastructure for the British during colonial times. So the British were white men with crowns, and they realized that they couldn't run the administrative state of India after the Battle of Plassey in 1757. So they decided, we'll find brown guys because they want to feel superior. And they want to subjugate their own people even more. So what's interesting is, going back to the caste system, a little bit of history, so the caste system was this very institutionalized system of racism, institutionalized system of elitism, all of it wrapped up together. But around the 8th century in India, a number of very powerful religious leaders asked a fundamental question. Oh, you claim there's a heaven. If there's equality in heaven, why isn't there equality on Earth? And these people are very devoted to god okay devotional music comes in um the concept of bhakti b-h-a-k-t-i which means devotion and they said you know they were this sort of like a protestant reformation movement they said this is nonsense this caste system and they starting in the 8th century they started leading a movement by the 15th century and most indians don't even know about this because Um, Most Indians, frankly, are racist (laughs) and casteist, okay, and do not like the First Amendment because they got absorbed under British colonialism and brainwashed, and we can do a whole video on that, but the bottom line is starting in the 8th century, this movement starts occurring to break down the caste system. By the 15th century in India, what occurs is a caste system starting to embryonically break down. You know, the Brahmins thinking they're the number one people starts to get whittled away. You have artisans and merchants who are considered very low caste. They start being given more respect. You see, there was a Brit starting to break down the caste system. And if you remember, in the 15th century is when Vasco da Gama, you know, the Portuguese come to India, right? Then the Dutch and the then, then, the, then the French and then the British. So it was a very interesting time, 15th, 16th century when you have trading starting to take place globally, and these emergent new cast who are breaking down, the entrepreneurs, the merchants of India, were poised to start this renaissance which should have taken place in India, you know, a a very progressive capitalist renaissance, right? The progressive aspects of capitalism, trading, right? Um, Cultural exchange, all this kind of stuff. So when the Europeans first came to India, it was to trade with these emerging revolutionary castes of people because the caste system was breaking down. And so that's what really happened during the 16th, 17th century. The British, who loved divide and rule, realized, wait a minute, we're going to have to trade with these people. But remember, India was run by kingdoms, kings, just like the whole world was. And there was this emerging entrepreneurs of India coming up. So the British did something quite devious. They went to this old, you know, reactionary force of these uh, failing, um, failing um, monarchs, and they bolstered them up. They should have died. The monarch, monarchy was breaking down all over the world. And what they did with those monarchs, they said, look, Um, we'll help you guys out, you help us out. And And so in 1757, Britain actually takes over India in the Battle of Plassey, okay? They went from a trading force and to being an occupying force. And part of what they did, Laura, was they went and got these old priests, the old conservative, reactionary, fanatical Brahmin Hindu priests. And they... Found pre 8th century Indian caste law, pre 8th century draconian Indian caste law, very strict on who you could marry, you know, because in the six people are starting to do mixed marriages and all. And they recodified, instead of imposing British law on the Indians, because they knew there would be an overnight revolution, they imposed pre 8th century, like 700 year old caste laws back in India to control the Indian people. of Indians don't know this. Ooh, I'm supporting, I'm a Brahmin. What are you attacking Brahmins, you know? Well, shut the fuck up because you don't even know what you're talking about. So the British went and got 700 year old draconian caste law, brought it back, okay? Which said the lower caste women had to expose their breasts, for example. Crazy shit. Upper caste women could cover their breasts. And all these Brahmins know this. And and when you attack a Brahmin in India, oh, we're a minority, we're being attacked, they almost flip the BLM script. You see what I'm saying? They're using woke woke script against the legitimate injustices that they did.
1: Um,
0: All right? right. So 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 the British reimposed pre-eighth century draconian laws to bring back the caste system which once again said, if you're a Brahmin, you're a Brahmin, and you're in the business class, and they reinstantiated it. And that is the culture that my parents grew up in. So they were supposed to be coconut pickers all their lives. Now, my parents were quite extraordinary. My mother was a fierce fighter. She broke from that. Same with my father. He didn't see his first book until he was 10 years old. He grew up in war-torn Burma. So to everyone listening out there, that's who I come from. And that's why I have a serious hatred for fucking Booby Kennedy, Trump, and all these people because they've never suffered. They've never struggled. They are from the upper caste. And to think they are going to liberate us is insanity. The only person who's going to liberate us is one of us from us. And that's who I am. And that's why the level of still prejudice, not only against me, against all of us that they're doing, and we'll talk about what they did to one of our working class kids who went to try to get ballot access for me, all right? And the abuse that they still do to us, white, black, brown of all races, because we are the lower caste in their eyes. So Brahminism basically said the small strata of people are better than everyone else. And so when a Brahmin kid is born, you're the best, you're the best. The parents will brainwash him. And those darkies over there are like pigs. They train them that. All right? And everyone needs to understand this. Vivek Ramaswami's parents were trained like that, and his parents and his parents. And I challenge him to come on this video and deny that. All right? But that is a way. So Brahminism is this concept of a few set of people are intellectually, spiritually superior to the rest of us pigs. Peasants, deplorables, that's what Nazism is. Nazism takes the Indian swastika, interesting. Mm. Okay, so Brahmanism took a little bit of Hinduism, you know, wrapped it up into this political ideology. Brahmanism is a political ideology, has nothing to do with the great spiritual concepts of Hinduism, nothing, okay? So don't conflate Brahminism with Hinduism. The Nazis took certain elements of all sorts of Aryan ideas, a little bit of Christianity, and they created their own political ideology that the Aryan race was better than everyone else. Okay, same idea. Sprinkling a little bit of emotional nationalism, right? National German Socialist Workers Party, which included everyone, Nationalist German Socialist Workers but under this ethos that a small set of people are better than others. And then you go to Zionism, created by the atheist Theodore Herzl, who gets an eschatological view of Christianity from a guy called Martin, I think Heckel, forget his last name, who just made up this shit. Like, you know, Armageddon's going to come, and then the, when the Jews return to Israel, they're the chosen, all this shit. And, and these two forces meet. And they create a political ideology called Zionism, which is at the core of it is these set of people are better than everyone else. And so it is no wonder if you really read and you study, just do a little bit of history analysis, and it's been a well-written-about topic, that even in Germany, when there were massive workers' movements coming, you know, bottoms-up movements, the Zionists collaborated with the Nazis. The Zionists were this fringe group. Many, many powerful, progressive fighters who wanted to fight Nazism, Jews who wanted to fight, were butchered by Zionists. Zionists collaborated with Nazis. Again, you do not need to be Jewish to be a Zionist. 50 to 70 million.
1: That's not the true, true Jew, like you say, not, that's not Judaism, that's not the, the, I mean, that was targeting the people in order to justify I mean, with, pe- with people not knowing that both are collaborating, it seems one is using that victimization to yes. be justified for yes. its Yes.
0: So so Zionism needed anti-Semitism. Zionism needed anti-Semitism and the Nazis wanted anti-Semitism. So if you go if you turn the clock back a little bit again, do a little bit of history. You'll find out in the 20s and 30s, people were expecting a workers' movement, a bottoms-up workers' movement in Germany. And many, many um, Jewish working-class people were leaders of those movements. The Jewish bourgeoisie, the bourgeois, were collaborating with the Nazis. Were Zionists. Okay? In fact, the Nazis used Zionists to be the police force against the Jews. And you can go study about this in the Warsaw Ghetto riots. The Zionists collaborated with the Nazis to disarm the Jews who were fighting the Nazis. So all you Jewish, yeah, all you Jewish people out there, get your head out of your ass. Because Zionists butchered Jews. And it's extremely well known that Zionism and Nazism saw themselves as brethren together. So Zionism was a fringe group. They needed anti-Semitism. To win people over to them. You see? That was their customer base. Anti-Semitism, they needed. So did the Nazis. So this is what took place. So if you look at it, Nazism, the few, the Aryan concept, Zionists, right? This concept of Jewish Zionist supremacy, Brahminism, these light-skinned Indians are better than everyone else. It's the same fucking thing. Same thing. So you look at who runs in the Republican presidential race, Zionist numero uno, Donald fucking Trump. His whole administration was Zionist because he sucks Zionist cock. He brings in Jared Kushner, one of the biggest Zionists of our time. And the facts show, you know, the establishment did this big deception. Oh my God, Trump it was a Russia, Russia, Russia. And then it f- was found out it wasn't. But the reality was they did that on purpose to hide the real people who put Trump in power, which was Israel and Netanyahu. All those, the redacted, if you go beyond the redacted stuff, and this was done by a wonderful investigative reporter eight months ago, which got very little coverage. It was Netanyahu who met with Roger Stone and struck a deal with Trump because he was feeling that the existing administration, you see, Netanyahu and Israel run America. So if one wing of the swarm is not going to give them what they want, which is what Obama was not doing, they wanted to promote another wing of the swarm, which was Trump. So the deal was struck that Trump would make sure that, uh, you know, uh, Jerusalem would become the capital and he would fuck up the Iran deal, which he did. And this is all well known in the FBI Investigation, which Mueller himself concealed. So, so, him. so the point is, Trump is an agent of Israel. That's how he got into office. All of these people are agents of Israel. So Zionists. Again, you don't have to be Jewish to be Zionist. They're looking around which puppet will serve Zionism well. So they have APAC. Well, they have APAC, which funds all the congressional leaders. And they basically look at who will suck Zionist cock the best. Trump will.
1: Well, do you feel that? I mean, it's the playbook of making him look victimized and targeted. Oh, it's the, all
0: theater. Come on.
1: That it builds it's, the 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 force of support because it's like, oh well, he must be on our side because they're silencing him, they're centering him. But that's part of the play in order to make him. Yes, look, I mean,
0: I mean, undermine
1: I mean, to, to yeah, rile up the people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean. Laura think about what we're talking about I mean you just have to close your eyes and think about the magnitude that we're talking about you're talking about the United States Imperial like Rome okay with its you know hundreds of nuclear weapons or thousands with its uh, you know you know it's it's uh, aircraft carriers right it's the weaponry of Imperial, not Rome, but imperial America. Now, do you fucking think they're going to let anyone run that country? Come on. They're not. So they have to give this illusion of democracy. You know, countries like China, you know, people in India knows it's corrupt, right? People in China know they have a dictatorship. But the most interesting country, which has the First and Second Amendments, they have to disarm the working people mentally brainwash them so trillions of dollars go into something called theater acting hollywood to do this theatrics and it's very sophisticated this is none of this is by accident do you think this imperial government a multi multi trillion dollar economy that you're going to put a leader who's going to have access to all of that unless you like he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants are you crazy no way So now they have to create this deception. And think about this one individual I've talked about, Ari Emanuel. A-R-I Emanuel. Again, Zionist background. He's the one who runs Endeavor, the biggest agency in Hollywood. He owns WWE. He just recently bought it, right? The fake wrestling. He owns UFC. UFC. He was Trump's agent, he's Joe Rogan's agent. You go down the list, he owns every Hollywood. So one person owns political theater, physical wrestling theater, boxing theater, and he also owns political, Hollywood, all of Hollywood. If you remember when October 7th took place, all the A-list actors signed the petition, you know, to go bomb the shit out of butcher Palestinians. The C and D-list actors didn't do that, okay? Because they're not gonna get work anymore. So we have to understand this is pure theater. So they are looking for their best actors. Remember, Trump wanted to be an acting. You look at Vivek the Snake Talk, you want to slap the shit out of him. He's just pure con man. Okay, so Tulsi Gabbard, I mean, she uses the words of Eisenhower, I'm against the military industrial complex. Are you fucking serious? You were the one who wanted to go bomb Iraq right away. And she is, by the way, a... Uh, a lieutenant colonel of the psychological operations unit in the National Guard. And when and when um, October 7 took place, yes, let's go butcher all the Palestinians. Same with Booby fucking Kennedy. All of these people fall in line to Zionism, Nazis, and Brahminism because they are from that swarm. But in order to keep this going, they must do wonderful acting and theater to make you think they're like fighting for you. I mean, Trump ain't no victim, guys. He ain't no victim. He's not a victim. He's not a victim. And so what they do is they make it, ooh, they're throwing Trump off the ballot here. Red versus, oh, we're going to throw Biden off the ballot. They try to make this left-right, uh, red and blue dialectic. When the real dialectic is, if you try to run for office in the United States, if working people try to run for office, They have four levels of way they keep you out of their election system. Number one, they don't give you visibility. They shut you down. Well, we got visibility in 2018 when I ran against Warren in 2020 by sheer hard work. Then he said, shit, this guy got his name out there. Then we got on the ballot, which is the second thing they try to keep you off. We collected nearly 50,000 signatures over those two elections. How? Us actually going out in the cold. Booby Kennedy raises... Fifteen million dollars from his Zionist hoodlum friends, and is going and hiring signature collection vendors, which should be illegal. He doesn't even do the work. All right. So we got on the ballot. Then they kept they kept me off the debate stage, illegally. And then after I won the election in twenty twenty for in the Republican primary, then at the last part of it on the election cycle, they can flip the votes. You see, they have multi layers of redundant systems to make sure we the peasants, we the people, never get someone like me to be our representative. And you have to really understand this. You have to really, really get this. So when I attack Tulsi Gabbard or Booby fucking Kennedy or Bernie Sanders or all these morons, fucker Carlson, they're all part of the intelligence network. And the American people really need to understand this. They are never going to allow us through their system to get there. Every time we play by the rules, they cheat. These people are all cheaters. They don't work hard. Their kids don't have to work hard. We have to work hard. We have to live by the sword and die by the sword. They don't have to. So you're looking at someone, everything I have, I've earned. And most working people, everything we have, we've earned. They've gotten, they've earned nothing. They steal, they cheat, they lie. Go look at this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy's resume, a history of cheating and lying. He bends over to the swarm. He sucks Zionist cock good. That's why they, overnight, he's everywhere. It's just the facts. It's the brutal, vulgar facts. And we have to use that vulgarity to describe these people because it is pure, undistilled, real truth. Him wearing a truth hat is like Satan wearing a hat that says good. All right? So that's how deceptive these people are. They've become so deceptive They have all this data that's saying, wow, a lot of people are watching Dr. Shiva. They're loving his message. Vivek, start repeating that. Trump, start saying that. Booby, start saying what he does. And literally they repeat our shit, Laura, literally. And we've seen it. So the point is, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Well, the first thing we need to do about it is to recognize that we have a huge opportunity because the movement for Truth, Freedom, Health exists. And it took me, you know, I just turned 60 in December 2nd. It's taken me 56 years of my life to figure this shit out. I've gotten the best training in the engineering sciences. I have figured out the swarm and I know how to shatter the swarm. Yes, I invented email. Yes, I invented many other things. But my greatest contribution to humanity will be teaching hundreds of millions of people how to shatter the swarm, giving them the science, the engineering theory, the tools. And that's what Truth, Freedom, Health is. We are an institution that is growing every day so you don't have to suck Zionist cock. Period. That's what this is about. Because either you want to be a slave, and some people do, because they want to be conned, They want to, because they're themselves con men, because they haven't learned any skills. They don't have any inner integrity. 99% of the people who think Vivek Ramaswamy or Trump is helping them, you have to go really look at them. They've been dumbed down and they've been taken advantage of, or they themselves are con men, one or the other. And so our movement, you know, is really doing something quite profound because A guy like me, Laura, was supposed to be co-opted by them. Right? And I never could get co-opted. And my history speaks to that. But our movement exists. Everyone listening, Truth, Freedom, Health, go there. And I'll play a video shortly. But you can understand the dynamics that they use. And if you're too lazy to go to Truth, Freedom, Health, go watch Shatter the Swarm. Okay? But you must learn, and you and your children must learn, that an MIT PhD who used to teach system science to them, like Prometheus bringing the fire, has taken that knowledge for humanity. So you can't say, well, I don't know what to do. No, I can teach you what to do. I can teach you how they fuck you, okay, literally. And if you wanna learn that, go to truthfromhealth.com. Now, and you can become what we call a warrior scholar. We want you to get on the ground. We want you to, you have to do theory, laboratory and practice. No different than if you wanted to learn to be an electrician, theory, laboratory, practice. You want to be a nurse, theory, laboratory, practice. If you want to be a a deliverer of solutions for truth, freedom, health, you have to learn theory, laboratory, practice. So I've created that, okay? For 8 billion people, not for the 100,000 that manipulate everyone. I could have gone down that route, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Then we're running for president of the United States. So globally... You know, the message is shatter the swarm. But at this point in history, my run for president, it basically says to you, there is truly an us versus them, the real fight. It's not red versus blue. It's not Trump fighting against Nikki Haley. It's not Bernie Sanders against Hillary. These are all fake fights to keep you enthralled and fly trapped to them. The real fight is working people of the world versus them. And this is a fight they do not want us to focus on. So they give us all these distractions, Laura, all the time. Oh, my God, Trump is being attacked. No, he isn't. He's playing fucking golf all day. Okay? He's banging whoever the hell he wants. Okay? And then he goes to the Christian evangelist and says, oh, I'm a nice guy. Really? Come on. Grab your pussy, was his saying. But that's okay. Right? And so the Christian Zionists have been brainwashed directly Frankly, from Israel, if you go study it, all the evangelical ministers who control the 70 million Christian evangelicals actually do report up to Netanyahu in Israel. And if this is not, this is what, quite well known. Mm-hmm. So the Christian Bible Belt evangelicals were good meaning people. And that's who Trump appeals to, to entrap those people. Okay. And Biden tells you I'm a Zionist. Openly. So the swarm... Has this foundational operating system ideology of a combination of Nazism, Zionism, and Brahminism all together, globally. This is why when they butchered the Palestinians, India, the Indian Brahmins are, oh yeah, hip hip hooray. There's a reason for that. So when you so I'm sharing with you the deep operating system, because I hope all of you get educated and you go, don't get bamboozled anymore, and you share this video because we get shadow banned. But materially, and in a very, very grounded way, what can you do? Well, number one, go to truthfromhealth.com and don't fuck around. Go learn this stuff. Otherwise, you're going to waste 20, 30 years of your life. You're going to wake up at 80 years old. Shit, maybe I should have learned that shit. Go do it. But right now, you can do a couple of things. You can go to shivaforpresident.com because you know they're not going to give us visibility. Well, how can you help us get visibility? Go get one of these bumper stickers, okay? By the way... It's like five bucks, all right? And why is this important? Because you put it on the back windshield of your car, the rear windshield, 100,000 people see it. That's one process. The other process is, I don't think people have an understanding when the opposition sees this, they start shaking. They're like scared shitless because you're saying fuck you to them. And every one of these that goes up, you're basically, it's one razor cut to the swarm. So go get one of these if you seriously want to be lazy, but you want to do it in the easy way. Hmm. You can go to Shiva for President. You can download this flyer absolutely free. And with this flyer overnight, download as many of these. Go to your library, burn out their printers. You paid for it, tax dollars. Print as many of these flyers and hand them out to your friends. Give them to your family. What does this flyer say? The flyer says the lesser of two evils is killing your children. And what is that about? It's about that graph. This red line right here, Laura, is from 1980, 70 to today, how the life expectancy of the American public is going upside down. So this is what they have delivered. If I were to tell you, you started a company and you hired a bunch of salespeople and they're taking a million dollars a year in salary. And then you look at your revenue and you're losing and you have no sales, what would you do? You fire all of them. Well, that's what the swarm has been doing. They're literally killing your children. It's not just the vaccines. It's a systemic issue of many, many, many things they've been doing over the years. Left, right, Republican, Democrat, Trump, Biden, Carter, Reagan, right? Obama, Clinton, all of them, the celebrities, the intellectuals, they've literally Done everything they've done is to reduce the lifespan of your child. So if you're if you're gonna live to let's say, according to this now, the average life expectancy is 76. Okay? So if you're gonna live to 76, your child may live less than that. This is why you find 80-year-old parents, their children are dying when they're 60 or 50. You see a lot of this. So if life expectancy is a measure of the success of the elites. They're not that successful. They suck. So how do you get out of this graph? Is it by electing Booby Fucking Kennedy, who is for full vaccination? Is it for Trump, who promoted Operation Warp Speed? Is it for no? You're just going to be in this habit trail. We you know,
1: must. It, so for those moments that they might say something, oh, they didn't mandate it. They 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 approve of choice or. Uh, Kennedy was advocating for not taking the jab. I mean, but like you say, these are just words, right? And then you see some of these political leaders of the past all taking pictures together. You see the Clintons with the Bushes, with Obama, all smiling together. Like they're all buddies when in the political arena, they look like they were opposing each other. And, and, and again, people are making excuses for Trump saying he's not one of them for this or that reason. And there was a time that you did support him. What really hit you and what Really? Well, look,
0: yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I had never been in electoral politics. I've always been a ground activist. Okay. Um, so early on when I saw Trump hitting the Republicans too, I said, okay, I'll give him a shot. But very quickly I started seeing his contradictions, Laura. For example, he brings his son-in-law in. Okay. He brings his daughter and I was like, what the fuck is this? She's, she's an, she's an idiot. And he's, what the fuck is he doing there? Because his, you know, if anyone goes to look at the history of Jared Kushner's father, Jared Kushner's father hired a prostitute to blackmail his own brother-in-law. Okay. And Jared Kushner got into Harvard by all material reality by his father paying $2.5 million through legacy admissions. All right. So that first bothered me. And then the key linchpin for me was right before... January 6 2020 I noticed there was this guy Ali Alexander who was running Stop the Steal. And that guy's a total scumbag and he was very close with Trump. He was you these you know Trump started using all of my election integrity analysis to just raise money. He raised a half a billion dollars. And we were going to send a bus down to January 6 and I stopped it. I said something really really smells. And I did the right thing, okay? My intuition kicked in. And what you saw was that entire thing was a honeypot, right, used to find these patriots to sucker in. Trump said, I'll march with you. He takes, goes the other way. I mean, it's right there in front of you. He brings in John Bolton. Everyone around him is a Zionist hoodlum. I mean, I can keep going on. He printed $8 trillion. Obama took two terms to print $8 trillion. It's right in front of us.
1: He's pardoning people. He never pardoned the people that got locked away for their participation.
0: Well, he never pardoned any any significant people? He pardoned, uh, pardoned gangsters and pardoned Jared and Krishna's father. So you see, the the abuser tells you, "I'm abusing you. I'm doing all this to you," but it all sounds good. So if a culture doesn't look at the actions of people, you know, is so enamored by the facade, you're going to be fucked. You are literally saying, I want to be conned. Doesn't matter what they say. What did they do? At specifically when a crisis is underway, go look at 2020, what I did. We ran the fire Fauci campaign, March of 2020. I created the protocol of vitamin D3, quercetin and zinc, gave it away, saved hundreds of millions of people's lives. Marla Maples, Trump's ex-wife took it to him and said, fire Fauci, read Dr. Shiva's letter, which he did. They did shit. So what did you do in March of 2020? Robert booby fucking Kennedy was quiet. Rand Paul was quiet. They waited and waited. Delay truth is deadly. Then they write books and shit, stealing my material. You see, what did you do when the house was burning down? Five years later, coming like fire Bob, fire marshal Bob. Oh yeah, I'm here. Bullshit. Shut the fuck up did you do the right thing at the right time? And so we must judge, these are leaders. They're supposed to be the alpha wolves leading us, right? Not the omega wolf later coming and saying I'm the alpha wolf, right? So you must, if you're gonna select leaders, what did they do at the right time? What did I do in 2020? I exposed the entire backdoor portal to Twitter, single-handedly in a lawsuit. What did I do with election systems, expose the fundamentals day and night? I did the analysis while running my other companies and running for office. These people did shit. Come on, guys. I did the work. I put the sweat and blood in. So are you going to take as your heroes scumbags? Are you going to take as your heroes charlatans? And con men and those people who have never really worked a day in their life and live and fly fucking falcons all day and bang 30 women while they're married. Booby fucking On a golden Kennedy.
1: Toilet bowl. <laughs> What's that? On a golden toilet bowl. <laughs>
0: yeah, and piss in a golden Dang. toilet bowl and bang bang prostitutes while your wife is in the other room. So if that's who you want as leaders, then you will get, you will be fucked, and you're saying I want to be abused. And if that's what you want, that is the America you're going to create. And you fucking deserve it then. But if you want true America that this country is built on, you're looking at someone who's a true American. Actually a real American. And I can, you know, I used to be able to throw a baseball at 85 miles an hour. Okay? Wasn't just a nerd. So my point is, do you want a true American? Are you real Americans? None of these people are real Americans. They hate America. Fucker Carlson hates this country. Because if he cared, he would not have concealed our lawsuit in 2020. Donald Trump hates this country. All of these people hate this country. Make America great again. Are you fucking serious? You don't want to make America great again. You want to make Israel great again. Because you're a puppet of fucking Israel. So people have to get this. Everything I'm saying goes purely down to facts. And it's time... That you have to decide, do you want to bullshit yourself? Because that's what the question is, Laura. Do people, does the individual want to bullshit themselves? You know, because if you are, you're basically telling your children, I hate you. I'm going to bullshit you. But if you want to be real, go watch this video over and over again. Go watch Shatter the Swarm. And go download this flyer. Because in this flyer, you can start educating your citizens. This is what's going on in our country, guys. And this is Shatter the Swarm. And here's Dr. Shiva. He's one of us. And come to our open house that we do every Thursdays and Fridays. You should come to them, Laura. Uh, You may have come to them. Every Thursdays and Fridays, we do an open house. And people come. You get to meet other people so you don't get lonely. And at our open house, we cover six topics. We rotate them. Healthcare, environment. And when you come to our open house, we educate you. 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. It's a long day. I don't get paid anything for that. We don't ask for money. When I was giving away our course, no one wanted, we say, okay, fine. Give us hundred bucks a year. That's for truth, freedom, health. And if, and, and for children, give it away to millions of children free. So I don't know what more we can do, but that, but we have created the infrastructure, the community, the education, the entire thing for humanity. So it doesn't matter whether you're a guru or a professor adult or child, you know, mother or father. The infrastructure is in place and it's never existed before. So you can raise your awareness. Um, And that's what we've done. So those of you who want to get involved, because when you get involved in our campaign, you're going to experience the brutality of the state. You're going to not be some guy tweeting away, sharing pictures of people getting murdered in PLO, getting views. That's not... That's not, that's nothing real. When you have to go in front of a store to try to collect 5,000 signatures to get me on the ballot, you will see the brutality of the state. How Walmart sends out their manners. Oh, you can't collect signatures. We have every right to collect signatures during an election cycle. 1980 yard ruling. Multiple case rulings. And then they call the cops out.
1: And that happened recently with the- Yes,
0: they. Here's a... American citizen, a working class American citizen who wakes up at six in the morning, works until, you know, you know, 5 p.m. As an electrician, not some scumbag who's living off the government dole, actual working class. 28 year old. He loves our campaign. He's our leader in Kentucky. He goes in front of a Walmart on his Sunday, which he could have just a lot of people collect government checks and smoke weed all day. That's not what Nicholas did. He went out alone with his clipboard, starts collecting signatures, gets seven signatures. The Walmart, by the way, who owns the Walmarts? The Waltons, multi-billion dollar company who exploited the pandemic, made hundreds of millions of dollars in the pandemic, selling Chinese crap all day, okay? Not American made stuff, Chinese made crap. Okay, working class people, Because of their wages, go to Walmart and buy their stuff. Nicholas is a working class person, going to meet his neighbors. Waves, people sign, sign, sign. The Walmart manager comes out, you have to leave. Nicholas says, no, I have a right to be here. Okay? Because court rulings, people fought for this. Then they call the police. What did the police do? Nicholas tries to educate the police. Because purposefully, the elites do not educate the police on this law. That during an election cycle, you have the right to be and collect signatures. The police come, the police arrest him, handcuff him, throw him in the back of a cop car, treat him like a criminal, then take him to the police station, strip search him, cavity search him. And if you're an American, All these fucking people, Joe Rogan, fucker Carlson, they will not do a story on this because they support that. They actually support that. So what did I do? Immediately, we got some of our volunteers on. We did an emergency live. And people said, what can we do? We gave the name of that police station, okay? People called in. Many of you called in. The police got a little bit nervous. They let him out in the middle of the night. He had $90 in his wallet. They stole his money. He goes, opens the wallet. There's no money. They don't even give him money to walk back an hour and a half in the dark back to his car. They would not do this to Jared Kushner. They would not do this to Booby Kennedy. But they do this to one of my volunteers because we, in their minds, are the lower caste. And this is ag- an attack against all of us because they do not want the son and daughters of working class people who truly come bottoms up to have our representatives. That's what this is about. This is bourgeois democracy we have in the United States. It's democracy for the bullshitters and the swarm. And I told everyone that when I decided to run for president, Just like when I ran for Senate, we would expose more and more of their inequities. And that's what we're going to do. So people break all their fucking illusions and let go, let go, let go. So if you're on a spiritual path, the goal of all great spiritual paths is to see things as they truly are. So if you're holding on to fucking Trump, you're holding on to the devil. If you're holding on to Biden, you're holding on to the devil. These people all are one, and they don't give a fuck about you. They think you're dumb. They really do. And they think that they're so smart because they've learned how to survive by cheating. The fact that you don't cheat, they think you're an idiot. How else would Vivek Ramaswamy, a fucking piece of shit bullshitter, be elevated? He made his money by pure cheating. He found a failed drug that failed Four clinical trials. He had his mother redo the clinical testing, bogus testing, took the company public. The stock crashes 99%. He, He takes billions of dollars off in value. Nothing happens to him. So wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. That's my bottom line. That should probably be our slogan. Wake the fuck up. But people are waking up. If you go read the comments here, people are like, how come Dr. Shiva is not involved? Fucker Carlson. Joe Rogan, you fucker, you follow Dr. Shiva. Why don't you put him on? They're never going to put us on, guys. Because if I were to go on Joe Rogan's show, he will lose 95% of his audience overnight. Because they'll say, you fucked us, Joe. You didn't put this intelligent, hardworking person on. You fucker. And if I was on Fucker Carlson's show, we would expose him for what he is, an agent of the intelligence agencies of this country. That's who they are.
1: He just had Kevin Spacey on doing a Christmas special.
0: <laughs> Whatever. He's a piece of shit. His father, go look at his father. His father, Fucker Carlson's father, is the one who created the disinformation unit of the U.S. government. Come on. Everyone should go do research. It's out there, guys. He are we going to... Mm-hmm. What?
1: How are we going to reverse all this? There's only one way.
0: There's only one way. There's only one way. It's our movement. I hate to say this. No arrogance. The movement for truth, freedom, and health is the only force on the planet that can reverse this.
1: You're creating leaders. You're not. not...
0: No, we're giving people the foundational knowledge how to shatter the swarm. It's like we've created like how. Okay, if you wanted to learn, you know, how to make this microphone, how would you do that? You have to become an acoustical engineer. You can't just you can't just bullshit your way. Some grifter cannot make this microphone, okay? No way. You can't do it. You have to be an audio acoustical engineer. You you have to. So if you want to build a movement, you have to understand the principles. There is scientific principles. That's what I've uncovered, Laura. And I've figured out a way to teach people that. The pedagogy of that. And then so we give people the theory, the laboratory, the practice. Theory, laboratory, practice. So our running for office is a part of that practice. So if you really want to learn, if you want to get strong, you have to go to the gym and work out. If you want to be a citizen, you have to exercise your muscles of citizenship. And that is what we are. You go hand out a flyer, that's what you'll find out if you have real courage. Oh, I got my guns. I got my second amendment. I'm so fucking strong. Most of those people are pussies. They talk a big game, but they're afraid to go meet their neighbor and hand out a flyer. Talk to them. You go out alone in front of a parking lot and you hand out a flyer, collect signatures. That's pure courage. That's courage. You go hand out the lone voice with a megaphone and you talk the truth in an open town square. That's exercising free speech. You're alone. You're naked. That's real courage,
1: Hmm.
0: all right? And that is what we train people to do. Mm -hmm. And we give you support. We are training real people who are highly enlightened people, self-reflective people, people who want to truly change the world. You know what? You don't need a lot of those people. You don't need a lot because one of those people is equivalent to having an army of 10 million idiots. So if you truly want... And there's people gone through our movement, and then they say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And some of you are here. Well, get back, because this movement has taught you a lot. And you owe it to teach other people. It's a learn, teach, and serve model. So the discipline, Laura, has also been taken out of American culture. You know, to, if you want to learn calculus, you have to do so many problems. Oh, it doesn't matter just what, you know, as long as you get, do the work, doesn't matter the answer. So we've removed focus and discipline from people. Only very few people know the amount of effort and sweat I put in to get the skills that I have. So you have a bunch of people have all these opinions, but frankly, you should shut the fuck up because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But they know no one would ever go to tell Michael Jordan, oh, you should shoot your baskets like this. But it's quite interesting. People say, oh, Dr. Shiva, I think you should build your movement like this. We haven't even fucking studied anything. Shut the fuck up. Why don't you study first? Go through the process. Be a good student. Then you can talk. But you don't, you don't even know what you're saying. So we don't have this concept of, I'm an idiot. I'm an apprentice. I've learned something. All of that respect is gone. You see, so our movement is reestablishing that, Laura, at a very fundamental level. So our movement is truly embracing, you know, uh, forgotten American values. So there you go. When it comes to
1: the school systems, the indoctrination, the kids wanting to get sex changed before they even hit puberty. I mean, once those parents begin to wake up, I mean... Just how how to reverse the damage that's been done is unbelievable. And I know it's going to, it's this movement that is going to turn it around. It's just, it just feels so far gone. Thank God that you're doing what you're doing. It's just shocking how far gone it's gone.
0: (laughs) Well, Laura, I've always been successful when I put my mind to stuff. Okay. I wouldn't be doing this unless I knew that we would be successful. I wouldn't be doing this. Why would that's, you know, so we have to define what is success here. Success, in my view, is one Laura Eisenhower getting this deeply, understanding these concepts, being able to see not through the Clintons or the Bushes, but through Trump, through Bernie Sanders, through Joe Rogan. You see, these are the agents that they are putting in front of us. When you have that wisdom, change will occur like that. You see, because They have the obvious establishment and they've created these devils to stick to you like flypaper.
1: It's no wonder I don't follow any of them.
0: (laughs) Right, but I'm saying that is the foundational wisdom that people need to have. When they have that wisdom, it's over. It's like you've shattered the swarm.
1: That's why your frequency, I mean, it just, it spoke to me. I mean, everything else is just, I don't feel the resonance. I feel shut down. I don't have the interest. I'm not... Following it, I'm not engaging it, and then I hear you, and it's just like everything lights up. Everything lights up. My intuition, everything, just the frequency. Well, of your Laura,
0: here's a reality: they have made all of these people are controlled. I am not controlled. Our movement is not controlled. We don't give a fuck to. We're not going to suck fucker Carlson off. Oh, why don't you be nice to fucker? He'll put you on. Fuck you. We don't care. But if he wants to put us on, he should put us on. But he's not a man of truth. He's not even a man. I bet you. Okay. At a very spiritual level, neither is Joe Rogan. These people are actually ballless individuals acting like men. And so the culture no longer creates men anymore. It doesn't. It creates a bunch of people who are essentially deballed. And they do all these other things to act like men. But they're not men. Men are supposed to be noble. Men are supposed to do things that are right, not when it's convenient for them. Fucker Carlson whining, oh, I was at Fox and I couldn't tell the truth. Shut the fuck up. You're making 20 million bucks. You can't tell the truth. You got a shitload of money in the bank account. I've always told the truth and taken the hit for it when it mattered. You are not a man. What do these people want? Like us to praise them? Ooh, fucker was so, (laughs) he was so enslaved at Fox. And now Elon Musk is freedom. Really? We're supposed to give him credit for this? Come on. Joe Rogan is not the truth teller. He's owned by a multi-billion dollar company and he's owned by Zionist cocksuckers. Ari Emanuel is his agent. Look it up. He always delays truth. Delays truth. These people are all fuckers.
1: And this started really young for you. You said 56 years. I mean, the age of four, your whole life. I mean, And did you have visions that it would get to this point that you, I mean, you. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I did. Let me tell you, because I knew this. So when I was. You know, I think I've told you when I was four years old, getting back to, you know, the core of what we wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, Brahmanism equals Zionism equals Nazism. And to all you Indian Brahmin, castus, motherfuckers, you know, fuck you. Because these people are like invertebrates. They're invertebrates. You know, in India, the slogan is, among the oppressed people, if you see a snake, an invertebrate crossing the street, or a Brahmin, beat the Brahmin first, okay? Because they're bullshitters Maximus. And you can see this in the slime ball of Vivek, how he slimes, says whatever needs to be said he will suck anyone's cock. Even Trump hits him, he'll suck his cock some more. You see? No, you have to understand. This is the Brahmanical mentality. Slime. You can even, you know, as long as they're next to power, Laura, they will suck power, Zionists, non-Zionists, whatever the cock it is, it needs to be sucked, even to take a beating. You see? So, for me, four years old, will never forget this memory. I'm playing soccer with a young friend. I go to his home. I didn't know anything about the caste system. His mother spits at me, calls me a shudra, which is like the N-word, tells me to stay outside. You cannot come into our house because I am lesser. And gives me water in a cup that is like a peasant's cup. Okay. Now, that hurt me very, very deeply. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought this kid was my friend. Went to my mother. That's when she explained the caste system. And from that day, I wanted to understand the system of violence, abuse, harassment, bullshit. So I studied everything I could get, starting as a four-year-old kid. India used to have these little comic books, historical comic books. So I studied all these revolutionary leaders. And when I came to the United States when I was 1970 you know i studied very very hard but my real mission statement didn't come when i went back to india in 1975 or 76 5 years later because i went went back to india to that village where my uh, parents grew up because my mom's mother was passing away and that's when i realized holy shit i was just in america they have like paved roads and running water and all this stuff. And I'm back here. And in 24 hours, I was there for about three weeks. I'll go back to the United States, like two different worlds. And I mentioned this before. My aunt lives in a little hut. My grandparents have no shoes. They work 16-hour days. And I said, holy shit, they struggled all this so my parents could get an education so I could come here. Now, if I go back to the United States and I don't do anything, not only for them, But these hardworking people I grew up in New Jersey, I'm an absolute parasite. Now I don't know where that thought came from, Laura, but it came from the top of my crown chakra down my spine. And I can still feel that as a and I was 12 years old. And I'm as I'm leaving that village, my you know, one of those old caboose trains, my grandparents are outside of the window crying with great love for me. And that's when I realized this deep love that they have for me must be translated and formed to something where I restore justice, not only to them, but to those people in New Jersey. And that really began my journey. So I have a deep, deep, deep righteous, and you must hate Satan. You must hate evil. Don't tell me, oh, show the other cheek. I don't think fucking Christ ever said that, first of all. Okay? A lot of this shit is made up. All this shit is made up. The Christians do not want to talk about Christ took a whip and beat the shit out of those people in the temple multiple times. So, you know, I have a very different approach to this. So when people say, oh, why don't you use better words? Well, look, if you want me to do better words, come to my MIT lectures or come here and you will get the most charming words. I'll be the most charming person. But when it comes to Zionist cocksuckers, that's the word we should use. And if you're not willing to use those words, you've lost something of your spirit. You really have. So all those people say, well, I'm a good Christian. I can't use those words. Well, shut the fuck up. Okay? Because I'm sure when Christ chased those people out of the temple, he didn't say, please move along. He probably said, get the fuck out. (laughs) All right? So please teach your kids how to curse. Curse appropriately but don't talk to me this puritanical idea of how I should control my speech because my speech is not manufactured. It was not taught at Yale and Harvard. It was taught on the streets of New Jersey. And this is how working people speak period.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. So what what, what do you say though? When people say, Oh, she was not eligible to be president. Like, I mean, this is beyond just the election for you. I mean, what do you say to people like that? Yeah, I I get that them, I when I talk about you, they're like, ha ha, he's not eligible. It's like,
0: yeah, you should say you're a fucking idiot. That's what you should say.
1: I'm about to. Yeah, yeah you will. Say
0: you're a fucking idiot.
1: Well, I don't hold back. No, I think you
0: should say you're a fucking idiot. Step one, the FVC in 2011, you know, stated very clearly that a naturalized citizen can run for office except get matching donations. Number one. Anyone, for that matter, can run for president. It's called the First Amendment, right? But the FEC, the highest body on the planet, the subject matter expert, has already stated that. Number two, you know, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the Constitution, 1787, the articles give the requirements of who can run for president. Natural born, 35, you know, and you have to be here so much residence, okay? Okay. Did they define natural born? No. The Marquis de Lafayette, who was born in France, was deemed by the Maryland legislature to be natural born in all of his heirs. So they never define natural born. Now that was the Articles in 1787. The problem is you should tell this fucking idiot. Do you know something called the amendments? Because the Article Two, Section One says only he can be president. Well, how does that change? Oh, there was a 19th Amendment. Oh yeah. Women got the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment gets applied to women. All right? So this thing is an evolving thing. Women can be president. Why? Go apply the Article 2, Section 1. Women can't, according to you, because it says he, because the founders never contemplated a woman. But 19th Amendment changed that. And by the way, a couple hundred years ago, there's something called the 14th Amendment, which clearly states you cannot have two classes of citizenry. You cannot distinguish between a naturalized citizen and a natural born citizen i'm not a fucking lower caste human being in the united states and if you think i am fuck you because i am asserting my right and if you have a problem with that then you're not an american go read the 14th amendment so people need to get their head out of their ass and don't and you know arnold schwarzenegger is a fucking dope and he should go get some good lawyers so i got the number one constitutional lawyer We filed a declaratory relief lawsuit against Merrick Garland, just like Brown versus Board of Education. They better tell every one of the secretaries of state. And we'll take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Not only do I have the right to run, but I have every right to be president. Period. So go learn the Constitution. Stop watching porn. Stop, you know, watching all those video games. Get your head out of your ass and do some fucking work like I have done before you talk. Nonsense. That's my answer, Laura.
1: I love it. Oh my gosh. Brilliant. So, you have a video to show us.
0: Well, you know what? I'm going to play a video. I think I have to. What I have to do is, so there's a guy called Eustace. I'm going to play a a bunch of videos. If you mind, I'm playing and play two videos. Okay. I think I have to have the right to share screen. Can I share screen? I think I can. You have to give me the right to scare, share screen. Can you make now me? You can. Huh? Yep. Okay. Now you can. So um, so let me share with you. So this is a very interesting guy. I didn't know him, um, but he's a guy who lives up in the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. And he reached out to me. Actually, he didn't even reach out to me. He did this video on his own. Laura, so I'm going to play this for you. All right. So I think I'm going to share my screen if I do this right. Um. Yeah, to share uh, share a tab to share audio share a tab instead. I think I am doing that. Okay, so you should see my screen now. Do you see that? Oh, hold on. Can I share? Okay. Do you see my screen or no? Oh. Oh, let me see if I have to do this. I think I'm have to do it like this. Let's see if I can do that. Okay. This may work. All right. Okay, can you see that? Yeah. All right, so let me just play this video for you. I just wanna make sure I can, one second, everyone. I just wanna make sure for Laura, we can share sound, okay? Um, let me, am I sharing screen, Laura? Okay. Oh, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you're sharing. I don't think I'm sharing screen. Hold on. Recording, Recording in the now. Now. So Hold on One
1: second. One second.
2: Hold on a second. <laughs>
0: Hold on. I got to go right back into Laura's meeting. Sorry about that, guys. We're trying to do multiple things here. Let me come back into Laura's meeting. Um, sorry about that. So I want to share a video with Laura, which will help her. We may not be able to do it like this. I may have to do it two ways. One second, everyone. Sorry about that. Here we go. Uh Oh, oh, you're there, oh, you're there, Laura, there you are. Okay, so can you see my screen now or no? Oh. Oh, okay, so let me try this. Yeah, so can you see this screen? You can, right? Yeah, so let me stop this again. All right, so that's working. So let me just go to this again. I just want to make sure the sound is on Um, there. Okay, great. All right. So you should be able to see me, right? Laurie there. Okay, good. So let me play a video. And so this is uh, uh, a guy called Eustace Conway. Let me play this video.
2: I found out that one of my heroes, Malcolm X is also the hero of a man that I recently became acquainted with, who is now one of my new heroes, a fellow named Dr. Shiva. And he stands for Truth, Freedom, and Health. And who can't get behind Truth, Freedom, and Health? I know I sure can. I sure as beep can. (laughs) at this day and time, we really need to pay attention to such things as truth, freedom, and health. And Dr. Shiva is the, probably the only threat to the establishment in this country that I've seen in my lifetime. You know, a little blip's coming to go, but right now Dr. Shiva is a real and serious threat to the absolute atrocities that are going on in our government here today. And he's just standing up for truth and telling people about it. And I'm going to vote for him for president. Because I feel like he is a man that is actually going to do something. It's a completely inverted paradigm. Dr. Shiva is all about a bottoms-up movement, not the upper echelon telling the lowers how to live, how to be. This is the opposite of the insanity of the controllers. Dr. Shiva can tell you all about it, and I hope you look at it and take it seriously, just like I have, because Dr. Shiva is the only man that I have seen in my entire lifetime that really ought to be and is correctly groomed for being the president and leader of this country. So Laura, I'm not sure if you heard that.
0: Yeah, so that's a guy called Eustace, I think Conway. And, and he's known as the last man, I think someone wrote. And, he, and they did a whole book on him. He, he lives in the mountains, literally off the land uh, in Appalachia. So that's one video I wanted to play for people to really help people understand the quality of people that this movement attracts. And our goal is to raise people's standards intellectually, you know, consciously. But for God's sake, if you're in America, why are you putting your face in the trough of these disgusting human beings who don't give a fuck about you. And as a part of that, let me play this other video that'll teach people what this movement is about. Okay. And invite you to become a warrior scholar. So let me play that. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves. Because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution, and that's why I put this together. study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. Laura, so that's that's our, you know, the v- video really inviting people um, to to go learn, you know, to go study. Let me stop this here so you don't have a, So you can see that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so those are the two videos. I mean, there's more videos I can play, but Eustace's is one really came out of nowhere. He put it up on himself. We didn't ask for some endorsement. And then other people shared and he and I spoke. He's a very, very kind, uh, you know, loving, but very, very insightful gentleman. But we have an opportunity with our run for president, our movement, for people to really get honest with themselves, you know, and stop bullshitting themselves and stop being bullshitted, too. And that's what the opportunity is, Laura.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Wow. (laughs) It's amazing. I just joined Twitter recently. Uh, Yeah, I'm just being banned and censored everywhere. And um, yeah, wow. Ah, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm thrilled. I'm so, so grateful. Uh,
0: so, Laura, in, in so, you know, remember I said um, they do not want people like us getting on the ballot. Now, we did a pretty Herculean effort in Massachusetts getting us on the ballot. Now we're trying to do Herculean to the power of infinity by trying to get us on the ballot in, you know, at least, a, you know, 80, 90% of the states in the United States. Now, in order to do that, We need people to go collect signatures. Booby fucking Kennedy begs for money and they give him 15 million and then he goes gets professional vendors. It's total cheating. But in Montana, we need, for example, 6,250 signatures in a few months. One person, you know, can collect about a thousand signatures. It's not that difficult as long as you get disciplined, okay? Um, And in order to do that, we need about seven people. And it's easy to do. You go meet people. I love collecting signatures because you get to meet so many people. It's not a campaign event, but you get to meet your neighbors, people passing, and you have to exercise your right. Sometimes the police show up. We don't want people to get arrested like Nicholas did, but you explain to them. You know, if they try to throw you up for trespassing, videotape it because we will file a constitutional lawsuit and we'll win over and over and over again. So, but it's an opportunity for you to really flex your muscles. Not to talk a big game. So anyone listening in Montana, go to va uh, go to shivaforpresident.com volunteer. You know we have a couple of deadlines coming uh, coming up in Idaho and Utah, a couple of thousand signatures. Go volunteer. So one of the things everyone can go do right now is go to shivaforpresident.com numeral four volunteer volunteer volunteer. If you want to give me money, the problem is you give me money, I give you back. You know, stuff. I give you books. I give you courses because I want you to elevate yourself. So that's what we want you to do. You know, you have an opportunity to truly, you know, express your humanity, flex your muscles as a citizen, and we'll push you to do that. It won't be easy because you've never done that. You're sitting behind a keyboard doing this. You have to go out and be vulnerable as people are passing by, talk to them. You'll get a lot of rejections and you have to go overcome that. Um, but you become a truly a human being. So mm. that's what needs to happen, Laura. So I encourage people to simply, if you want to be super lazy, but very effective, go get a bumper sticker, achieve for president. If you want to take it to the next level of your game, download these flyers, hand them out, and then go to Truth For them Health, become a warrior scholar, but volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Every Saturdays, we host an hour volunteer meeting. We get people excited. You get we make you accountable. Um, we don't want people talking all sorts of crazy shit. We make you focused. And that's hard for some people, but it's good for you. You get your a QA and your... a
1: at the, and there's a Q&A for yeah. people. So, so
0: first of all, every Thursdays, we have our open house for Truth, Freedom, Health, right? So you go to vashiva.com slash orientation at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. But every Saturdays at 12.30 EST. We do Shiva for president volunteer meetings. Okay. So all of this we're doing, Laura, and we're doing it with all volunteers. And notice I haven't begged for money once. If Trump were on here, if Booby were on here, give me money, give me money. I'm a billionaire and I need your fucking money. The average oh, American only has $400 in their bank account and they're writing out hundred, $200 checks to these creeps. Don't do it. So that's what's going on. So imagine the level of brainwashing that's been done to make people do that part with their money when they should ask them to give you money, to even listen to their nonsense. Right. Well,
1: Do you mind if I ask a question that's coming in? Yeah. Why isn't uh, Shiva uh, suing his home state, Massachusetts?
0: We did sue our home state.
1: That's what I thought. We did. And we
0: won the first lawsuit. They're doing
1: their research. Why aren't they doing their research? We did
0: sue. It was one of the most historic lawsuits in 2020. We sued them multiple times. First time they tried to tell me I couldn't hang up my banner on my bus. Only the real Indian can defeat the fake. Indian. I sued them and they lost. We won. We won that right. Then they said that, you know, uh, when they threw me off Twitter, we sued them. We won the preliminary injunction. And then the judge and my own lawyer who they appointed tried to buy me out. Drop all the claims against the government. Simply get back on Twitter. And now we're suing the federal government, okay? it's And if you want to see those lawsuits, and I write my own lawsuits, I do better when I do my own lawsuits. So let me show that to people. Um, And by the way, we don't, you know, we just go do this work. And if you guys want to share it with other people, do. And all you people who have all these great ideas, get off your butt and become a volunteer, all right? So for every idea you have, also become a volunteer. Because you have to earn the right in some ways to critique the work that hard people are actually doing, frankly, you know? Um, Let's see. Where is this? Um, Here we go. So let me show you this. So this is, um, Laura, are you there? I have to do the same thing again. I'm going to stop the screen here. I have to go do the same thing that we did before. I'm going to share my screen. It's a little bit easier for me. Okay. I'm gonna share the screen here of my Chrome tab. Okay, so you can see that. All right, so to everyone um, watching, I'm gonna share, this is the one lawsuit we've filed. It's called a declaratory relief lawsuit, um, clearly stating that we have every I have every right to be a president. So this I filed, it's my own lawsuit on June 21st. It's against Merrick Garland and Gary Thompson. So this is a lawsuit. Clearly stating that the government uh, will be uh, will be behaving unconstitutionally if they attempt to stop us in any way. So that's this lawsuit. The other lawsuit that I most recently filed. Um, let me go back to this. If you type in Ayadurey versus U.S. government, let me actually bring it up here. I'll bring it up for you guys. And this is a lawsuit that we filed. It's a um, it's it's a it's a it's a very significant lawsuit but we're escalating our lawsuit against what we did with the Massachusetts government. Laura, I think you're there. Did we lose you? Yeah. Um, And I'll bring this up. And this is a lawsuit that we're doing right here in, um, in, uh, not right here, but in uh, the district, federal district court in DC. Uh, I think I have it here. All right, here we go. Yeah, go ahead. Let me let me just. Yeah, let me, let me just share so people can hear you, Laura, while I'm finding this. Yeah, go ahead, Laura.
1: No matter what happens with this election, though, this is a movement. It's not going anywhere. It's only going to grow. I mean, regardless of what happens, it, it, it's it's more exposure, right? And Regardless, I mean, this is a movement that will hopefully gobble up and spit out the swarm and and people will just like cut the cords with this parasitic inverted thing and turn their attention over here, which on its own can rise above this system, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, here's the bottom line. Nearly 50 years ago, people should have built a movement like this with the theory, the functional pieces, everything we're talking about. The problem is this was not done. So you're making one of the most important points. This is fundamentally a movement. It's an institution. it's a university, it's a community. it's all those things, okay. Let me just show you this other important lawsuit we filed, which has just been docketed. both have been appointed judges in federal court. I have to uh, let me bring let me bring it up here so I can share the screen um, with everyone here. Uh, here we go. Yeah. So let me bring it into you, Laura. Okay. So you can see it. So this is the other lawsuit. Um, and I did this literally on my birthday. <laughs> um, so let me bring this up. So this is December 2nd. I finished, I started on December 2nd. We had to file it. But let me bring this up in full view for everyone to see. Um, where did I put this here? Hmm. Uh, let's go here. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, all right. So, I got to make the window bigger for our audience here. Great. So, this, you can see that, right, Laura? Great. So, this is a lawsuit that gets at the heart of what we discovered in Massachusetts. Okay? But now we're going after the U.S. government, CISA state actors, and all the social media companies. And you can see what this case is about. It's about the weaponization of a coordinated infrastructure, governmental, unostensibly private actors to silence political speech of a U.S. presidential candidate and a former candidate for U.S. Senate. And it was Dr. Shiva who was the first victim of of the infrastructure, the one uh, who first discovered and shared the existence of this infrastructure in Ayadurai versus Twitter long before Elon Musk Twitter files, DHS leaks, Missouri versus Biden. And this was the infrastructure we discovered, how the government launders censorship to backdoor portals created by people like um, uh, Pierre Omidyar, okay? And this entire lawsuit gets at the heart of the issue, which is a Congress of the United States is the one who authorizes infrastructure. And I'll read you this this core of it. It says, you know, the First Amendment of the United States which was ratified on December 15, 1791, explicitly said Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech, okay? However, on November 16th, 2018, Congress of the United States unanimously voted to pass the bill that created the cybersecurity, it should be Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, which facilitated the creation of the government censorship network infrastructure, first uncovered by Dr. Shiva in 2020 to silence speech of Americans through social media platforms. In short, Congress made a law for, quote, abridging freedom of speech, okay? Uh, Thus betraying the constitution. And it was Donald Trump, a Republican, with slogans of, quote, make America great again, drain the swamp and lock her up, who signed SISA into law. SISA provided government actors a backdoor portal into social media companies to surveil and silence speech. One of the critical things, it was the Atlantic Council, along with foreign agents, UK, Israel, etc., with close relationships to intelligence agencies who do not believe in the First Amendment, funded and or coerced directly and indirectly members of U.S. Congress to pass SISA unanimously, unanimously, so as to allow surveillance and censoring of Americans. It cannot be forgotten that these parties, the Atlantic Council members, work closely at the Belfer School at the Harvard Kennedy School, of government to author playbooks uncovered by Dr. Shiva in Ayyadurai versus Twitter that provided step-by-step methods to surveil and censor Americans by developing backdoor portals into social media companies. All right? And it was us, you know, IU uncovered this. No big lawyers, we did it, all right? And this lawsuit fundamentally ends by saying, a little bit of research reveals that the members of Congress are owned by big tech and Silicon Valley companies. Silicon Valley needs Section 230 to maintain their high valuations on Wall Street. Big tech funds Republicans and ensures they are ineffective in fighting big tech dominance. The truth is the Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why CISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States. Congress is unable to represent the interests of we the people. This is why it becomes penultimate that the courts act to make accountable government actors federal officials who violate the U.S. Constitution. Since 1983, the courts have been kicking the proverbial quote-unquote can down the street by not applying Bivens' actions and rather stating Congress should pass legislation to make federal officials accountable to the violations of the Constitution. However, Congress is now the fox watching the n house. Social media platforms represent the new public square as importance of the Boston Common at the time of the First Amendment was composed. The new public square must be protected. This case provides the courts the opportunity to exercise a separation of powers and make Congress and government actors accountable for violating the Constitution. So anyway, this entire lawsuit, Laura, I did myself, okay? Period. So, um you there, Laura? So I just wanna let people know, um, we do the work here, okay? Uh, We're not like booby fucking Kennedy talking a big game and then he's going and banging women and flying Falcons and he can't even do his own lawsuits. Guy's a dope, okay? A big fucking dope. So if you want dopes, keep voting those people. If you want someone real, I'm here. It's up to you.
1: Yep, I'm just so glad there's nothing holding you back from saying what needs to be said. There's you're calling it out and people are having a hard time. I mean, I, I, and I hear you do this as well. Just comparing it to like a breakup, you know, people, they don't want to see the red flags. They, they built this dependency bond. They're so just making excuses. They they just don't want to see it. And, and, and they're looking at every, way to just undermine you because they just don't want to let go and it's like and it's amazing to me that the 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 power of the human spirit which i believe so strongly in, and in just the deeper soul isn't intervening in that person's consciousness to think about future generations like where is like you say where are your balls where's your where's your sensibility uh seeing what's at stake it's just mind-blowing
0: <laughs> yeah and and the, the reality is laura what we're sharing comes bottoms up from the soul of the working people of the world, for example, and that's who I represent. So they're not going to cover us. Democracy now won't cover us. The liberals won't cover us. The right wing won't cover us. The only people who cover us is you, meaning you, meaning the the working people and true alternative media. So, and we don't care. That's why we go to direct to alternative media, people who, 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 Frankly, don't give a fuck about them, and we're not controlled. That's the only way we're going to win.
1: And and the thing is that the spiritual component, just the cosmic and natural laws, just the 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 foundation that that you're it, it, that's being built is sustainable with with nature, with with just our evolution on a soul level, not on an indoctrinated, inverted level of being more and more enslaved and more ripped away from that. And tricked out of it. I mean, that's what's so incredible. I talk about the spiritual. I know we probably need to close soon. I could talk to you forever. Yeah, I hope you I can and people in Montana, some news stations that would love to talk to you. I'd love to set that up eventually. And um, but the spiritual component, you know, the, this is so beyond. I mean, this is a way of life. This isn't just a belief. This isn't looking outside of the self anymore on every well, level.
0: Well, well, Laura, these three words truth, freedom, and health. These words, when translated, engineering system series, transport, conversion, storage. When translated in the ancient systems of Indian yogic science, it's vath, pith, khaf. These are three fundamental forces. So, you know, sounds like a nice slogan, but these are fundamental forces that operate the universe. Right? And they've appeared all throughout human existence. And that is what we're trying to reconnect people to. The fundamental forces of nature, the phenomenon of nature movement of information, matter, and energy, the conversion processes of information, matter, and energy that, you know, ancient yogis and rishis called the pitta force, and then fundamentally the force of structure, right? And these three forces exist everywhere. So we are saying that the universe cannot exist, you cannot exist, a great society cannot exist without truth, freedom, health. Period. Right? So, and you need all three, And so, this is a deeply, deeply um, innate, you can call it spiritual, you can call it material, but it's all of it at a fundamental level. And
1: integration, the integration, the, 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 the embodiment of the.
0: Right. It's the embodiment of all this. But the goal, you know, the ultimate from a spiritual or a philosophical, whatever you want to call it, is that do you want to remove rose colored glasses and see the world as it truly is? Or do you want to? see illusion. Do you want to be deluded? So if there is a devil and Satan, it's the delusion. It's the illusion that you choose to continue to do. And the final, to me, the removal of the veil is when you realize the only way out is you, you, you're raising your consciousness. And then the other piece is you collectively doing it with others. But ultimately, you have to be if you have to I want to heal. You have to want to fight and you have to want to think. Think, fight, and heal. Truth, freedom, health. If you don't want to think, if you don't want to fight, if you don't want to heal, if you don't want truth, freedom, and health, you need to all. Th- you need to have all three. Um, you can't just be talking about truth, wearing a truth fucking hat like this doofus. But meanwhile, he's, he's he has nothing to do with truth. They saw truth, freedom, and health. Everyone tries to now talk about truth. Well, you have to expose the truth at the right time. You have to walk the truth not just talk about truth. You know, even revealing truth is not sufficient. You have to reveal the whole truth at the right time. And so that's where we're at. We're, we're at a point in human history where as much darkness as people think there is there a movement like ours exists to bring you to the high, highest levels of enlightenment and consciousness. So both are existing at the same time. So it comes down to what the individual wants. You know, it's really up to choice. So you have incredible, incredible choice because our movement exists. If our movement didn't exist, you'd be fucked. (laughs) But because our movement exists, you actually have choice. So you can't say, well, I didn't know, da, da, da. And those of you who are here watching this, you're very lucky, okay? That Laura, you know, decided to host this, this afternoon for you. So you're actually very, very lucky. Go to Truth Freedom Health, join this movement. You know, watch Laura's programming. Watch what we do and get off your butt and fucking do something. And we're going to give you something to do. Hand out a flyer. Go put a bumper sticker. Okay. Help collect signatures. There you go. Come to the open house if you just want to observe. But you have multiple things you can actually do. So now do something. There you go, Laura.
1: That's right. I'll see you on Thursday. And uh, we're going to be working here in Montana to... Get get signatures and yeah, and we need we need 6, 000, we need six thousand
0: two hundred and fifty signatures in Montana, in Utah, and Idaho, we need a thousand each. So anyone in Idaho right now, anyone in Idaho, you can text me. I'll give you my personal text number because we want some more people there. There it is. 617-631-6874. What presidential candidate gives you their cell number? Okay. If if you're in Idaho or you know someone in Idaho. Text me there right now, okay? And, and we, right we can now. get
1: you on the news network in Montana, right? To, to Yes,
0: yeah, definitely, stuff. definitely.
1: Okay. And and I just want to say, I talk about timing. Finally, my book's coming out. It's called Awakening the Truth Frequency, and it's very much about oh, all of this. Fantastic. Yeah, be in that vibration, stand in your truth, and go. It, it's going to take all of us coming together. And thank you so much, Dr. Shiva. I am so blown away. I'm just... I just can't even begin to tell you how moved and how affected I am by all that you do and all that you are. And I'm just right there with you and a part of this. So
0: thank you, Laura. Thank you for Laura, be today. one of our leaders in Montana and get other people mobilized. You know, we get five, 10 people there. We can get these signatures done quickly, but-
1: Oh yeah, I'm working that. on it. At, I'm working okay. on it, for sure.
0: Thank you. Be well, be, be well to everyone out there. I wish you uh, be the light. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Let me just Explain. play my uh, little out, let me just play my outro here and I'll be right back with we you. We need to build the bottoms yeah. up movement. Go to Shivaforpresident.com and volunteer. All right everyone, thank you. Be well, be the light. Thank you.